Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things that you believe to be impossible are, in fact, very much an ontological possibility? Reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, it is terrifying. You see, we, we are at the fringe of the map, and there's more than just dragons. I get ready. I convince myself that today is the day, not the day that I'm going to die. No messages, missed calls, anything on my phone? No, no messages, no missed calls. What time is it about now? Uh, it's probably like mm, closer to seven now. Okay, so gonna, where are you in your in your uh, I don't want to call it apartment, your motel room? Uh, I'm, I've come out of the bathroom now. I'm just like in the in the. I assume it's one of those like like hot, classic shitty motel yeah. things where it's just like bedroom, bathroom, TV. It's all one room, right? Uh, probably not a TV. Cool, bedroom, bathroom, all one room. You hear from your door? Just a moment. I um make myself. I'm wearing a very nice cardigan, and I answer the door. You open the door. There's no one there, but there is a platter with, I think you ordered the- English breakfast. Yeah, English breakfast. It was English breakfast or pan- It was listed as yeah. English breakfast, pancakes, silence. Yeah. Uh, this is the English breakfast. Yep. Hmm. I take it inside. What is it? Wait, I, I literally, no one's there? Oh, there's a little note saying good morning, maybe. Good morning from uh, the Burungong Motel. The the little note it, it's not really it's not handwritten. It's like a printed like a stamped like someone went out and yeah. went to like a, a um, printing press yeah got stationery store up. or something yeah got it made up. It looks it <laughs> it would have looked kind of nice in 1989 when it was printed. Yeah 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 gotcha. Now this is great. I take the card. I put the card in my pocket. Uh, I grab. I look at the breakfast. How much is this breakfast? Can be to go, Adam. Well, the breakfast would be made up of a tomato cut in half with just one half of a tomato, yep. which has been like pressed against a the grill. There's uh, fried egg, a sausage, and a black pudding. Yeah, uh, no, no black pudding. They wouldn't have that. That's a bit exotic for this place. <laughs> sausage, egg, and beans, and a tomato, right? Yeah, cool. Much. Yeah. And bread toast. Excellent. I try to build like a little sandwich of all the ingredients using okay. the bread. And uh, I take it to go. All right. I'm going to make, I'm going to get you to make Fuck. a, uh, let's call it dexterity, oh dear, a dexterity, what, just dexterity roll. 
Fuck. To um, keep it together. <laughs> so that's one. Yep. Your dexterity is one and no skills are involved here. Oh, success. Yes. All right. You spill nothing. Perfect. Uh, Your hands get a little maybe dirty, but that's fine. That's okay. I uh, drive to the spot where I said I would meet uh, Michael Iglesias at the start of the historical trail. Oh, I thought he was coming to meet you. He was. That's that's true. I don't know why I had that to go. You stand outside eating it, looking yeah. at the sunrise maybe. Just, just well, having sun a prob- Sun probably has already risen, but you're standing there looking at it finish rise in the morning glow. Can I, because of my academics... An occult thing. Is there, can I go into a mind palace? Because of your what? Academic? Because I'm a clever boy. Do I have a mind palace? You can attempt to meditate. I need to look up the rules for that, though. It would just be like trying to go through, I guess, my... Uh, not, not necessarily meditating to recover anything, but trying to go through my knowledge of things to be like, okay, what in my knowledge of things would Oh, I see the... what you mean by mind palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So you have no equipment, so it's just a composure wits roll. It's an extended action, which requires four successes. Each roll takes 30 minutes of your time. Yep. Meditation means the relaxation and reflection that is useful to counterbalance daily stresses. I don't want to do it for an hour until Inglacius shows up. Would you have any access to any of the following? A yoga mat, prayer beads, Meditative music or relaxation tapes? Hey, Adam, smartphone. All right. Well, you can get. I a- go to YouTube and I play whale song. You can actually, actually, I go to YouTube and I play sounds of swamp, frogs uh, croaking, crickets, light rain on the bayou, that kind of shit. So you get composure wits plus an extra two. What's your composure? Uh, my composure is three, and my wits is two, so it's All five. Right. So five plus another two for relaxing music. And this is just, I'm basically what I'm trying to do is access my mind, my historic, my knowledge of things that I've done and research that I've done in the past to see if anything that I already know can be applied to what I'm currently investigating. So that's two successes. Both of them are re-rolls. Neither of those re-rolls give you extra successes. So you've only got two. You need four. But that's half an hour. So it's like 7.30 now. So you could actually keep going. Yeah, let's go again. All right. Roll a second time. Ah, only one success. You have three successes total. So you don't get any conferable bonuses, but your character does successfully like spend some time just like reviewing and considering and turning things over. It's not like you fail to think or meditate. You do successfully. You just don't you don't get a conferable bonus. Yep. So there's yeah, just like nothing you can do other than just consider the details. Okay, no, that's all right. That that's that's fine. Just you know, you know what though? Time. I will give you a beat for it. Hey, thank you for meditation. Can we Roll refer play. to it as mind swamp? <laughs> Quotation marks. Mind swamp. Good. You're always back down in the bayou. No matter how far you go, it keeps Correct. dragging you back in. I am not from the bayou, but, you know, it's a seizing sound. The bayou. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So at around 8 o'clock, Michael rocks up. He's got a rucksack. A, not a big one. Kind of like a small backpack type thing. Enough to fit, like, breakfast and water in. He's wearing hiking boots. He's got shorts on. 
And you can see he's got like hairy legs. Okay. Thick, yeah, yeah, hairy yeah. legs. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Tree trunk legs. Okay. And he's wearing a polo shirt that he maybe has tucked into his shorts. It's, it's a bit of, bit of a daggy look. Yeah, yeah. Um, does he comment on anything a, in the... A cap that says NASA on is it? <laughs> does he comment on the fact that I am wearing slacks, a cardigan, and comfortable shoes? He says nothing. Great. Well, um, are you ready uh, to venture outwards? Uh, anything I should be aware of already? What shoes are you wearing? Oh, just my, like, just shoes. Just, like, bo- bo- like boots, but not, like, hiking boots. Like, cowboy boots. <laughs> Cowboy boots. Yes. All right. Well, he says nothing then. He just turns around and starts walking towards the train station. I have two pairs of shoes, Adam. I have like a nice smart mm-hmm. pair of like dress shoes. Loafers. And cowboy boots. All right. So you're wearing your cowboy boots. Great. You follow after him? I do. He turns around to you and in his like powerful Spanish-Italian accent, he says, so what, what, what exactly, you know, what exactly kindled such an interest? In the historical trail. Well, in Burangong in general, I suppose. Well, why don't uh, we walk and I'll talk? How does that sound to you? Well, I'm walking. All right, then. I'll start talking. So as we walk the trail, mm-hmm. walking along the trail. Oh, well, you have yet to get walking to the trail. Walking to the trail. Yeah. Well, see, I'm from a small town, not too dissimilar to Burangong, uh, and I'm a researcher, an academic sorts. I don't know whether you could tell this from... Uh, our interactions that we've had. Mm-hmm. I'm writing a text, a research paper, a document, a book. I'm not entirely sure what form it will take on, I guess, the power of a myth. And do you know how small towns have a kind of aura to them where there's like a, an urban legend or a local tale that magnifies and builds the town? For example, in my small town, the story that seemed to bring the town together that every single person in the town knew was about our mayor fighting a pig in the street. Uh, the pig was uh, challenging him for re-election as mayor. Now, he <laughs> fought that pig, and everybody tells that story, and it bonds everybody together. Every single person in that town knows a story about the mayor who wrestled a pig. I'm interested in that phenomenon, that idea of an urban legend or a story that grows and, and bonds the community together. And I also noticed that it only happens really in small towns. You don't really hear us saying, what's the town, uh, Sydney or, or, or Brisbane, uh, further north. Uh, where they have a, a story like that bonding the town together. It, do you have anything like that here? Or, nay, do you have anything like that back home? Michael kind of considers what you're saying. You can see him turning it over in his head. As as you've been having this conversation, you've walked past the train tracks. You're on the other side of the train line now. For the first time ever, you finally get a good look at, to the south, the library and clock tower. There's no sign marking the library or anything like that, but you've heard in conversation, you just know that this is the library. There is in the center of it. It's kind of like a mostly square building. And then in the dead center, there is a clock tower. The clock tower faces only towards the road. So if you were coming from the left, right, or from the south behind the library, you wouldn't actually be able to see the clock's face. You also see to the north on the other side of the road, the Burangong Town Hall. It's a big old building, probably very likely the first building in town. It's two stories made out of brick. It's got that old Victorian look to it. Right. You also see, going to the north and going to the south, signs indicating the historical walk. Right. 
he takes you across the road and you start heading north along the historical walk, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Great. I was quite young when we left Spain and I was not that much older when we left Italy. So I don't really remember many stories from the home country. I guess if you like twisted my arm about it, there, like, I remember playing with my, like, my mum down by a river back in Spain, and she told me not to go into a certain part of the river because there was, like, a creature that would grab me. Huh. I was about to say, uh, mothers, grandmothers, the maternal sides of the family often yeah. carry these stories, and they remind us, you know, don't go out into the woods tonight or something will grab you. If you misbehave, the boogeyman will visit you. Anything like that in this town? No, he shakes his head. Not that I know of. Well, that's, that's fine. Adam, do I know if people are lying to me? You can always make a wits empathy check. Cool. For a and I might be more liberal with asking you to make sort of um, checks to see if someone's deceiving you. But in World of Darkness, I will not. Yeah, yeah. So if you ask, I will always let you make a check. And if I think it's important... For you to make a check, or if I think that you, you have might. a reason to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a situation where you have no idea, you've just met this person for the first time and you don't know the town, I would not say that you would be allowed to make a check because you just have no idea. Fair enough. Or at least I wouldn't make a check unless you specifically asked. True. So. Well, then that's why I'm in town, is I'm looking for something of that nature. Uh, whether there's something in this town, and, you know, maybe there'll be nothing here. Maybe I'll spend a couple of days in town, I'll walk the historical walk, I'll read the historical books, I might even check out the library or the, or the two gold mines, and, and maybe I'll find something, uh, you know, interesting of note, or maybe I will not, and then I will move on to another part of the world to continue my investigations into the ontologically problematic. You're hiking for, and just like making idle conversation, nothing really of importance is exchanged. She just kind of asks you generally about how your experience in Borongong has been so far. Well, you don't have an incredible grip on a green smoothie down here yet, but I am prepared to be proven wrong. Michael laughs and nods. He says, the, the people here, uh, I wouldn't ask for anything that existed that was invented after the 1970s. Well, a green smoothies actually uh, were used by centurions. No idea if this is fucking true. Um, <laughs> just objectively. <laughs> Not a lot of blenders <laughs> back in 100 BC. Okay, then. The Aztecs used to have some kind of a green Going smoothie. Going even further back. All so right, they cool. wouldn't blend it uh, naturally because there were no blenders, but they would crush green uh, pastes and, and take them for health reasons, digestive promotions, all that kind of trick. You know, it's good for your health, Michael. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. I I guess I I like hiking to keep myself fit. Eventually, after maybe half an hour, no, longer than that, eventually after like an hour of hiking, you've left the... So the historical walk goes by the railroad for a little while. And then it deviates off. Yeah, it deviates off to kind of like the northwest. And you're following along, uh, along that trail. Every now and then through the trees, you catch glimpses still of the rail, so you know you're never too far away from it, but you are getting further and further away. Then, eventually, the path kind of starts getting steeper and steeper. It's never very tough. The historical walk is kind of at all points a... Um, Doable. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of meant for all ages and skill levels. So you're never really struggling, 
but you you get like maybe actually you know what maybe, maybe I have to take my cardigan off, Adam. Stam- I'm going to make it a straight stamina. No stamina athletics check to not be puffed. So okay. What's your stamina? My stamina is three, and the athletics nothing, so it's negative one. All right. So it's so just two. Two dice. Oh, one success, and it's a ten. Another success, and that is also a ten. Mate, am I am I fitter than Michael anticipated? Not really. Oh. <laughs> Two successes, both of them tens. You're a healthy, not young, but you're, you know. I'm like, a healthy 43-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two successes, you're not puffed. So eventually, after it starts climbing up, you see that it kind of bottoms out and you can hear running water. And as you kind of crest over a little bit of a hill and you see the, the, where, it's, where it starts bottoming out, you can see a creek that runs along or like perpendicular. Yeah, perpendicular to your trail. Yeah, parallel. And parallel. Yeah. No, perpendicular. Okay. Not, not with, like exactly okay. opposite. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like a crossroads. Yeah, yeah. And running along that creek is another trail. There's a sign marking it as the creek trail. Michael gestures to the creek and to the trail and says, uh, there's the Burngong Creek and then the creek trail. So we could continue along the historical walk if you want, or we can turn down the creek trail. The creek trail will take us either back to the road or further on into, you at this point are aware that you are in the Rockfield Bushland Reserve. Okay. Michael's been like pointing things out to you. Is my memory of... The information I was given about where the body was found, that it was found near the historical trail, not the creek trail. It was found on the historical walk near the train station. So you have either passed it or you went in the wrong direction. Or your guide, thinking that you did not want to see a crime scene, took you in the opposite direction. Hey, Adam, is that what, is that what happened? Uh, you can make a wits empathy roll. Yeah, Actually, let's... I call it intelligence empathy. Okay, so it's four and um, minus one, so it's three. I'm going to use a willpower point because I want to succeed on this, so All it's right. another. So that's six dice total. You, wow, no successes. That's crazy. You don't know. <laughs> you Fuck. could have passed it. And it could have been already cleaned up. It has been three days, so it's very possible that there's no evidence of the crime, no obvious evidence of the crime scene. Or it's possible that Michael thought that you didn't want to see a crime scene, so he took you in the opposite direction. Both of them are just as likely, and there could even be another option you haven't considered. Tell me, Michael, what walk do you, what walk is a more illuminating walk? Um, I don't know, get me to feel the vibe of the town. The historical walk is probably my favorite walk. The creek trail, if you're a bit more of an outdoorsman, is all right. I don't mind the creek trail. It it's it's good. It runs along the creek. It's nice, refreshing. Takes you well. The creek walk can uh, the creek trail can actually take you days if you want to do the entire thing. <laughs> but obviously, we're not doing that. No, no. So the historical walk only goes in this direction. Uh, yeah. The historical the historical walk. Um. Uh, well, it ends here at the but, creek trail. So it only heads north. There's no sort of southern part of the. Yeah, there is. Walk. It goes south as well along the train tracks and then into the long plantation. Right. So we can. This is the end of the walk. We'd have to turn around and walk back the way we came. Yeah, if we wanted to do the entire historical walk. Oh, well, we're right here. We could do the creek trail if you're feeling up to it. If we go to the northwest, it gets tough. But if we go to the uh, east where it follows, it, it's fine towards the road. 
I was going to do some other work today, and as promised, I would like to pay you for your time and also allow you to get to your job at some point. So how about we rule the creek trail out for today? Why don't we explore the rest of your favorite? Uh, my favorite? The, the historical trail, the, the, the southern point of the historical trail. Oh, okay. I'm going to get you to make a empathy wits roll. Uh, what's your wits to? Two. Right? Hey, my empathy is a big fat zero. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's make this composure empathy. All right, so, so my composure is three, three and my empathy is a big fat zero. So it's two. One success and that's a reroll. Two successes. You can tell that when you said your favorite walk, he's about to correct you because he told you before that he actually likes the creek trail and you just said the historical walk. Just shows I'm not really listening. <laughs> he's, you can see uh, the historical walk. You can see he's about to be like the creek trail. And then he just like, he doesn't care. He just lets it go. He's like, oh, yeah, all right. We can turn back. And uh, did you want to finish the historical walk or just get back to town? Well, let's finish it. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's going to be all day, if you're okay with that. So wait, so we walk all the way here. We walk back into town, and then we go south, and it goes south out of town. As well. And then we walk back into town again. Yeah, but that'll be the day. We'll probably get back at like six. Do you have lunch? No, but I'll be fine. All right. <laughs> I had a harder breakfast. You walk back with Michael back into town. You pass again by the Burungong Town Hall and you cross over the street and then walk past the library and clock tower. In our small talk, Adam, yeah. can I try to just get a bit more of an understanding of the ins and outs of the community of Barangong just from this man? Okay, I would make that. Socialize. Basically, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to like ask him lead him questions in a way. Uh, socialize. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Manipulation? Yeah. So your manipulation is... Three and my socialize is two. All right. So that's five dice total. So what did you want to learn? I guess uh, I'm just about the people and how people fit in the community. Um, Leading him to tell me maybe a bit more about Jude Carroll, if I can. Okay. 
Um, I don't know what he did in the town. He was the mayor's assistant. Right. You know. Uh, well, as he walked past the town hall, I just asked him about, you know, the town hall and the roles there and the mayor's stuff. And Maybe you never actually mentioned Jude Carroll by name. No, correct. You find out the mayor is, I don't know, through like process of elimination or something like that, that you work out that Jude Carroll was the mayor's assistant because you find out every other position except for his position or something yeah. like that. And then through that, sorry, you wanted, well, yeah, you learned that he was the assistant mayor. So he worked directly underneath Joseph Camarilli, who was the, who is the mayor. Yep. You find out maybe just that, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. He was kind of like second fiddle almost to Joseph Camarilli, but he was young. What is a... What is Mr. Camarillo like as a mayor? Is he a good leader? Is he one of those hands-on mayors? Has he ever had to wrestle a pig in the town streets to fight off a re-election? Michael laughs. I I don't think he's ever fought anything in his life. He's, I don't know, a weird fellow, I guess. I would describe him as the sort of person who is very desperately holding on to power, even though, no, very desperately holding on to his position, thinking that it's powerful, when actually he's the mayor of Borongong. <laughs> yeah, was there... Have I established Have I established verbally to him that I've realised that Jude Carroll must have been his assistant? Uh-uh. Has that, spe- that specific piece of information passed with either of our lips? One, with only one successful check, he's probably aware that you would know that. Yeah, based on the information. Cool. So if I then said... Okay, cool. Actually, you know, he doesn't know why you're here. No, he doesn't know. No, no. What I mean though is, is when I when we're having that conversation and that yeah. topic comes up, Jude Carroll has not been mentioned yet. No, but I've deduced that he's the mayor's assistant. Yes. All right. I'm now gonna show off a bit. Uh huh. <laughs> well, sounds like an interesting fellow. I do find that most small town mayors are a bit like that, and I guess he must be under real pressure considering that his assistant died three days ago. Four days ago, Michael says. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to, your character would probably be able to count, so you can have said four days if you want. Let's just say I said four days. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Forgetting the days pass in game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Four days ago. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I I think it has him pretty rattled. He, uh, I don't know. I don't know the mayor, I guess. I've not seen him. But yeah, I've, I've. Uh, my understanding is it's rattled everyone a bit. Do you know the young fellow who died? You- no, I, I didn't know him. Not very well. I've seen him on the track sometimes. Oh, he walked this track? He walked most tracks. He 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 liked to walk, I guess. Like to hike. Fair I enough. saw him every now and then. Fit young man. Yeah. Yeah, very fit. Very fit. Very healthy. Yeah. I think he worked out as well. Yeah, I suspect. Uh, Michael, this may be an unusual question, but... Did uh, how am I going to phrase this? You have walked past the library and clock tower, and I- you can see four oh, just off the trail, literally like bumping up to the trail. You are like fifteen minutes away from the main road. You can see four stakes planted in the ground and police tape around them. Is that where it happened? Yeah, Michael stops. Oh my God, and they're saying a wild animal attack. Yeah, that's uh, that's what the cops are saying. Michael, you hike these trails. You're a, not a ranger of sorts, but that would be the best way to describe your role within the community. 
Put it to me straight. What do you think? Uh, do you really honestly believe there are those kind of wild animals roaming around the around Burgon? Well, he shrugs. I don't know. You have a I'm going to get you to make a... It's called an empathy composure. Right. So that's two dice, two right? Dice. Yeah. I'm bullying him. No successes. So. He shrugs his shoulders and says, I don't know. And so who found him? Um... I don't know. I, I I don't know, he says. Man, th- this, I imagine, shocked the town quite a lot. I, I don't suspect wild animals take people's eyes on a regular basis. It's Michael's turn to make a check. Michael stops, and I'm going to get you to make another empathy composure check. Okay, uh, can I put some willpower on this? You absolutely I can. I feel like I need to pass this. As you're talking, Michael looks away back towards the main road, then looks back at you, and you see that his left leg is starting to like move up and down, jittery, like really quickly. Like he's nervous, Adam. There's definitely a nervousness to him. You don't think there's guilt or anything like that. But he knows something. No. No. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. Well, he does know something, but he knows that you think that Michael is kind of realizing that this walk was not about learning the town's history. <laughs> and he's getting nervous about that He's part? getting nervous, yeah. You are getting the impression that he doesn't know, he thought he understood what you were doing, but now he realizes that you called him up. You tried to go to his workplace yep. yesterday. Correct. When he, when you couldn't get past- I'm a sledgehammer, past, not a precision instrument. When Adam. you couldn't get past security- you made a security guard give him your phone number, and then last night you insisted on him taking you down this trail today, and you paid him way more money than that was worth, even asking and trying to convince him to knock off work to do it. You think he is nervous because he is maybe scared of you right now. He does not know your intentions. Oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted him to be. <laughs> have we have we have we hit the the police tape point yet? You're basically next to it, yeah. Marco, let's play a game. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. So let's say that this town had to come up with a story to explain a tragic incident like this. This is Generally how things happen. You, you might remember when you were a young kid, say you had a pet that died, and your parents made up a, a fantabulous story about how maybe the child, the, the animal had the child, Jesus. <laughs> the kid, the little kitten or dog had gone to a farm or to a better place when in actual fact it had been run over several times by your alcoholic father on purpose. I mean, uh, it had just died. Uh, anyway, what story would you tell? If you had, say, small kids or someone asking you about the unfortunate events that happened here, what would be a fantabulous way that you would describe the events? Maybe fantabulous is wrong as it implies something good. The term I like to use is ontologically problematic, uh, which defines uh, things such as uh, reality and then things that are next door to reality. I, I guess I'd just tell the kid that it died. Right. You wouldn't. If you had to sugarcoat it or, or put something interesting on it. I'm, uh, I'm a man for the truth, I suppose, he says. Me too, Michael, me too. You realize, well, you don't realize, but you notice that Michael is ensuring that you are not in between him and the main road. 
I, I've noticed that. Yeah. Marco, I'm not making you nervous, am I? Uh, you just told you- me that you're a man who likes the truth. Well, I like the truth as well, so shoot straight. What are you doing here? I told you, I'm doing exactly as I explained. I am researching the ontologically problematic, and I believe that Jude Carroll's death was ontologically problematic. Are you going to kill me? (laughs) (laughs) Am I going to kill you? Oh, Marco, that is that is the second funniest thing I have heard this week by a mile. That is, do, am I going to kill you? <laughs> With what? Oh, boy. Oh, you tickled me good. I, <laughs> Mr. Inglesias, I mean you no harm. In fact, the only enemy that I have here are lies. The only thing I wish to harm is things obscuring the truth, and you're a man who, who knows the truth, who tells the truth, and who agreed to take me on this trail. Son, you are as safe as houses with me. You, you're not going to die today, because neither am I. All right, so that would be a empathy wits check. I mean, so I'm not going to hurt him. That's honest, Adam. I'm yeah, not lying. That's not the point. <laughs> Does Michael believe it? Is that the point? That's the question, my dear friend. <laughs> He looks just as nervous as he did before. So with that in mind, Michael, let's broaden that game out a little bit. Instead of thinking about how you'd sugarcoat it to a child, let's hypothetically suggest that it wasn't wild animals. Now, from that logical step, we say, okay, no sign of dingo or other wild dogs or anything else that would take the eyes. Correct? Agree with me, it makes this go a hell of a lot faster, Michael. Correct. Wonderful. Have you seen those uh, detective stories where they're in a parlor and they explain their thought processes on how to solve a mystery? That's what we're doing right now, except in lieu of a parlor, we're standing on a hiking trail next to a railroad train. Uh, Okay, yes. All right, so we hypothesize and suspect we rule out wild animal. Bang, that's gone. Now, could a man have done this? Yes. That's true, but removing the eyes without leaving a mark or blood, that... That takes skill. Tom, do you have any surgeons that live in town? That live in town? Probably, yeah. yeah. Any world-renowned surgeons that would be able to remove somebody's eyes in, say, a short space of time, subdue somebody, take the eyes and do what with them? So, no, I'm going to rule out man as well. Okay. This is just a game, Michael. Uh Uh-huh. While I'm (laughs) talking this story to Mm -hmm. him, Adam... Uh, I'm going to take out the ly- Lysol. Is that what I've got? Yeah. Luminol. Luminol, yeah. Just spritz some around the area. I'll get you to make a investigation wits roll. Cool. I'm going to give you a plus one for the Lysol. So uh, investigation's three. Yep. It's an asset skill. Yes, so you get nine again. Great. Uh, and wits is two. Two plus one for the Lysol and then... Luminol. I called Luminol. it Lysol and I fucked it up. I think Lysol's a disinfectant. <laughs> it probably is. Sorry, the plus one for the Luminol. Yep. Then negative one, negative two, negative three, negative four for four days <laughs> that have gone That's past. okay. That's fine. That's fair. Two dice. No successes. That's all right. The luminol does not. Uh, the, lu, sorry, luminol. Yeah. yeah the, the luminol, luminol does not illuminol anything. You would imagine that it 
like it, it's definitely rained in between now and then, and it's outside. There's not a lot containing yep. this place. You and then also the 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 thing that brought your interest is that it was bloodless. So no, I know I wasn't looking for yeah. Jude's blood. Well, you find no blood, what no traces of blood or semen or I, I don't know what else it picks up, but you find no traces of anything here. Anyway, so we continue that logical step from, all right, we've rolled out a wild animal. And again, this is purely a game, right? like, 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 a, like a storytelling game. And we've removed, say, the idea that a man could do this. Well, yes, sure, skilled enough surgeon would be able to remove the eyes without any trace of blood, but that is highly unusual. What remains when you rule out wild animal and mankind, Michael? Um, accident? Keep going. A little bit further. You're close, I can tell. Uh, suicide. Stop thinking about reality, and I want you to go next door. Ontologically problematic. Something that is just a little bit outside the ordinary. A story, say, an urban legend. In that realm of possibility. If it is not a man... Because an accident would still be kind of man. If it was a suicide, that is still by a man's hand. So no wild animal, no man. What else is there? Michael starts stammering and erring and umming. He's no longer scared of you, but he is still like nervous just in general. You can tell that he he's very uncomfortable in this situation. You can also see, quite obviously, the man is just, it's just not drooling through. He obviously is not understanding what you're trying to ask of him. I'm going to get you to make a wits composure roll. Michael doesn't notice this at all because he's like umming and ahhing and trying to think. You hear rustling nearby, but when you turn, there's nothing there. Hmm. Michael, I don't want to give you a brain hemorrhage. Slow yourself down. If we roll out wild animal and we rule out, rule out man, that leaves something outside the realm of natural society, something unusual, foreign, strange, or ontologically impossible. I'm going to give you a beat for the words natural society and the way you said them. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, if we rule out wild animals and man, then the only thing remains is the things that go bump in the night. Like a ghost? Maybe. Although I have never heard about a ghost taking somebody's eyeballs before. That is hollow regular. Could be a cryptoid of some kind, or a cryptid, sorry, of some kind, of course. But then again, what, what nature of beast would do this? Would you like to keep are... investigating the crime scene? You've used yeah. your uh, luminol. Yeah. But so I'm going to break down the crime scene for you. And yep. you I'm not going to give you every little hint. So some no. things you're going to have to think of doing yourself. Yep. But the way I'm going to work it is, there is, it's just kind of like a blank patch of grass within the little stakes and the police tape. There is the path. There is scrub nearby where you heard the rustling before and not much else nearby. There's the library and clock tower. That's the nearest building. The library and clock tower, like I said, of like a 10 minute walk from you. Yeah, I am. I continue um, talking to Michael and walk towards where I saw the rustling. Okay. Uh, and investigate there. See if I can see anything on the ground or whatever. All right. So where are you checking? Where I, saw, where the, where I heard the rustling. Uh, I mean, like, whereabouts? Uh, just on the ground. Just looking for, like, okay. maybe footprints, boot marks, a bit of clothing. That's another investigation wits. That was, uh, what, five dice, dice total? Uh, so I'm uh, five, and it's an asset, so I get nine again. All right. You find on the floor, in the mud... There are shoe prints and knee prints. 
Very fresh, made just now. There's three sets of them. So there are th- so basically six shoes, six knee prints, three three sets. three knee prints. Yeah, three knee prints, three shoe prints. Yeah, all kind of nearby. How big are the shoes? You reckon the shoes? That's not an adult male. Yeah, no, it's kids. Yeah. <laughs> Do I suspect they're still in earshot? Actually, sorry. You find more than three. You find multiple sets. You find three fresh ones. Kneeling in hands. Yep. Knee prints and shoe prints. Yep. Huh. Michael, do kids tend to play around this area, small children? Oh, when they get let out for lunch and recess, they, they go wherever. Which way is the school? Michael points back towards town. He says, uh, you get onto Chilling Works, and then when you hit Allendale, you turn left, going north. I look at my watch, my mm-hmm. phone. I look at the clock tower, Adam. Uh, you can't see it from where you are. Uh, I look at my phone. What time's recess, Michael? Uh, I guess it'd be about now. We were observed, Michael. Three boys, about here. And they weren't the first ones. The other prints, are they also, can I gauge if they're kids as well? It all looks about the same. Does it look like it's the same three people coming to this site to spy on things? That's kind of beyond the scope of your role, unfortunately. And I can't, I, would, I, I can't see anyone running back or moving back or anything like that. Well, I'm going to get you to make another wits composure roll then. Great. You look around. There's a lot of scrub around here. And you could imagine that someone could very easily start sprinting away from you and you wouldn't notice. Can I see any more footprints? No, it's just here that there's like a muddy patch. Oh, no. Well, you can make another investigation check. I'd like to make another investigation check. Actually, this would be survival. So I'm going to call this Wits Survival. Well, I have a point in Survival, so that's good. Mm-hmm. So that's three, um, and I'd like to use a willpower point. That's my last willpower point. I have no more willpower. All right. So when you have no more willpower, that means that you need to engage in your vice at the next possible opportunity, Yep. your vice being arrogant. Yep. You manage to pick up the trail. You can see that the kids on the other side of the scrub brush, so where you wouldn't be able to see them, legged it back to the uh, library and clock tower. You can see that they are moving at quite a pace. From the space of the footprints, you can tell that they were, like, sprinting. I take off after them, not telling Michael where I'm going, because, fuck, he's irrelevant now. He was too dumb to work at what the fuck I was doing. Okay. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.